make a hum, make a hum, make a www.jctheauthor.net For my live streams such as my author interviews and the Three-Headed Monster live streams please visit me on IG and Twitter at JC Storyteller Also on YouTube as well as Facebook Facebook.com backslash jctheauthor Salute! You are now tuned in to the Get Caught Up Podcast Author Interviews. Welcome to our show. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Get Caught Up Podcast. I am your host, Untamed, and as my girl Aubrey Penn said, I've been slacking so for very special reason. I'll just go ahead and like she says, big my stuff up. I'm your host, the author, the film producer, the podcaster, Untamed, and I Woo-hoo. am joined. Thank you, thank you, Yes. Yeah. Look, you always building me up. Woohoo! Yes. Oh, thank you, thank you, girl. Listen, because you know I was on my way. I was on my way to say, I started out the year saying, allow her to reintroduce herself, and she has reintroduced and introduced. So, for those of you who do not know, allow me to introduce the award nominated <laughs> our future author, Miss Crystal Bookson, my lovely, lovely co-host. Crystal, how are you doing this evening? I am doing great. I'm getting ready for the holidays. You know, Thanksgiving is coming up and, you know, everybody been posting, you know, gobble till you wobble. And that's what I plan on doing. <laughs> I listen. I just plan on resting. I don't know. Rest to wobble till I rest. That's what I want to do. <laughs> listen. I don't care about the gobble so much. I just care about having the day. All funny. Oh <laughs> yes, yeah. I am so excited just to be able to sit down and keep it with my family. So that is, you know, all I want to do. I guess in the meantime, between time, you know, I sleep before sleep to say the pie. No. <laughs> you like want to know what? I don't eat pie. <sighs> yeah, people what? be trying to pull my black card, but yeah, I don't eat pie. Oh my God, girl, I can't live without somebody. Look, I cannot live without my sweet potato pie. Mm-hmm. Nope. If I don't have nothing else, I gotta have my sweet potato I got to. It's been a little, and I like it year round, but you know, it just seems extra 
especially on the holidays. Holidays, right. Spot. Yeah, give me yeah. a give me a piece of cake or some cheesecake, but pie, laugh. You can have it. Oh my goodness. And that's the one thing I do really don't eat during the holidays is cake. I eat pie because it's like that's all we really made with growing up with pie, pecan pie or sweet potato pie, um apple pie or some cobbler, you know? <laughs> None of it. But well, my sons eat cake now because they chocolate cake is. So you know that's that that's their own tradition. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know how these kids are thinking these days. They got right. their own stuff. But I whatever floats they boat. If they like it, I live. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, but as always, it's the last. Uh, the reason why it's special is because this is the last author interview of the year. And oh. I, it's bittersweet. It's yes. bittersweet. It's the ending of a combination of wonderful, wonderful interviews. But I also, as you guys know, always do a recap in December. So guess what? And you never get to miss anybody because all of our shows are permanently placed. So if you did miss any author, interview, any book discussion, any writer Wednesday, all you gotta do is go on one of these platforms. It is right there. You can listen anytime you want. <laughs> yes, so, I listen to us on Audible because I'm yes. excited. Yes, yes. I, Audible. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh my goodness. And so do our sponsors. So listen, uh, you know, the sponsors have been rocking with us for the past two years. Some have been in here for the long haul and I am just so ever grateful for them. So tonight's show is presented by Untamed Publishing. Allow us to help you unlock your unlimited writing potential. If you are a new an aspiring or even a seasoned author and you need help along your literary journey, please visit www.untamedpublishing.net. There are a variety of services to help you along your way, such as synopsis writing, proofreading, copy editing, and this is also the place where you will go and submit for author interviews through the contact us link. Now, side note, they are closed. <laughs> they are closed. <laughs> so you can submit, but it will not um, be accepted until they reopen on February 1st. We actually opened up early to take submissions for author interviews for January through March, and they, they went fast. I'm sorry. <laughs> they they really fast. did. They really right. did. And I appreciate that because that means y'all like us. Like, right. they really like us. They really like us. Like, Yes. I, mean, I opened it up. It was like grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> yes. I'm here for it. Because I'm telling you, I'm going to be having some questions for y'all next year. I'm going to have to start, you know, pulling out the bag and be like going deep in like, okay, I need to know this, this, and this. So I got to step my game up more. But you know what? Every year just gets better and better. We've improved every year. I know we will do the same in 2023. Take us a little time off to get, get ourselves together, regroup it. Put together and we'll make it great once again for the yes. year. So yes, and then major love goes out to XO, MB, Women of Vision, Kiana Denae, Exodus Morgan, JC, KB's Bookshelf, Butterfly Spirit, ELW, Tyler Landscaping, Jones Blonde, and Pressure Washington, and me and my son's lawn care. 
thank you guys so much for your money that Jesus and the kind of soul. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you for doing all that you do all year long. You guys have been wonderful, wonderful sponsors, wonderful, wonderful supporters. And from the bottom of my heart, I want to say again, thank you. It is much appreciated. So always got to show love to the sponsors. Uh, we got to get into our guest in the evening, Crystal. So tonight. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> tonight. Yes, honey. Tonight, you guys, we have a special treat for you. Um, and I will go a little bit deeper into that in a few seconds as to why she is special, especially to us authors. Uh, <laughs> and I am talking about none other an author A.A. Lewis and I'm going to read her bio and then we will bring her in but author A.A. Lewis was born and raised in Buffalo, New York. Her parents encouraged her creativity by allowing her to express herself through the arts. At the early age, she attended the Eugenia Dance Theater program. It was under the direction of the late Lorna Hill that she found her love of dance and theater. From there, A.A. Lewis talents were further cultivated when she attended the Buffalo Academy for the Visual Arts, where she majored in theater. The 716 Love and Consequences is the first novel by A.A. Lewis. This gritty street novel tells her creativity with her love of music and in a coming-of-age love story of sisterhood, friendship, and love offset in Buffalo, New York during the 90s. The 716 series has earned her instant fame around the country among urban book readers. And then it goes on to say, from East Ferry, East Ferry Street to Boardroom to the bookstore. There was never any doubt if A.A. Lewis would return to her creative roots, but a matter of when. After taking a 20-year hiatus to conquer the world of finance and business banking, it was finally time for A.A. A. Lewis to pursue her passion and focus on her writing. When A.A. A. Lewis is not writing, she enjoys spending time with her husband of 23 years, their two Aww. sons and granddaughter. She enjoys cooking, gardening, and exercising and currently resides in Michigan. Welcome to the UP Hot Seat, A.A. Lewis. How are you doing this evening? You know, that... That resume sounded impressive. <laughs> 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 but I'm good, ladies. How are you? We're great. Wonderful. Yes, doing wonderful. I'm so it's, excited to be here. I'm, I'm excited, excited for you too. I'm excited for you to be here. Like I was on that interview when you was with Sipton Reed, but I'm like when um was like, okay, now we get to interview her? Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I knew about it. I was, I'm so upset that I could not attend. But I was like, it's okay. I'll get all the tea when she comes on the Get Caught Up podcast. So. <laughs> yes. Yes. So this is my thing. So I'm literally sitting here talking to Untamed. Because, so I have met uh, musicians athletes, movie stars, the only people I get geeked and excited for are authors. And oh. like, like I am sitting here literally fanning myself because I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. Because <laughs> like, like she knows you. It's all right. Oh. You, sit, you sit on my bookshelf. So, <gasps> 
like and my husband always says he's like I think that is the funniest thing that like out of all the people you meet you lose your breath and your you lose your calmness when you're around authors and I'm like oh my god because I read her stuff this is so exciting oh. Oh, so thank you I feel honored Thank you. Oh, look. see, I told you you was a big deal, Untamed. Like I'm listen, telling you, listen, it that always. I promise you, I don't. I do not get used to that. I, I'm like, I get shocked <laughs> all the time. I'm like, really? I'm not getting this, but I'm like that too. Just so you know, like, um, as a matter of fact, Lajill uh, Hunt, she came to this past year's Atlanta Kickback. And I think I told you the story, so I was up uh, doing the 360 photo, and I was up here with my books, and I was dancing, and I saw her walk by, and I just tell you, framed in the movies to go slow mo, and I was kind of walking her, bre- watching her breathe, right? And I was like, oh my god, that's Lucille. <laughs> you know what? I had that same experience with Lajeel. In fact, it was Lajeel. It was. Harry Woods, um, it was Quan, yeah. and I can't remember who else was there. So like, I was the new author in this group, and mm-hmm. I saw them, and I literally yanked my husband's arm and started crying. And they were <gasps> like, "What are you crying for?" I was like, "Cause it's you, and I love you, right?" Like, and it's so, and I don't think that people really get it, but I understand what you mean. Like, I you you are used to when you're new especially even sometimes when you're not new you're so used to i got grew up going into the bookstore looking at you know zane's books or you know looking at lajill's books or you know kwan's books mm-hmm. and you see them there and then all of a sudden you become an author your books are there you're at these events with these same people who you've admired who you've read and it's like surreal it's all it is it's this crazy kind of feeling and I don't think people really get it unless you, when you become an author, it's almost like, oh my God, you know, the first time I walked into a store, like saw my book sitting beside someone who I read growing up, I like freaked, that was the part that freaked me out. It wasn't that my book was up there, it was that it was up there beside someone who I right. right. And I was I, like, oh my God, this is such a moment. And my husband looked at me, I was crazy. He was like, why? I said, because you don't know, I've been reading this author for years and now my book is so bad. Or when they tell you that they read your book. Yeah. And you're like, what? Like you get the inbox and you're yes. like, you're reading my stuff? Shut up. Yes. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, or, or even, you know, especially like I went, I, look, y'all, I hurried up and got off that 360 photo booth, right? I like ran over to Lazile because she was coming back. And I said, hey, I was like, I just wanted to introduce myself. But she looked at me, she was like, I'm tired, I know who you are. Oh, and, my God. and I was like, you me? And she was like, I know you. I was like, can you come to my table? And she was like, yeah, come on. I was like, oh, my God. It was the most hilarious thing. So, yes, those are, like, huge moments. For, so, readers, y'all ain't the only ones who be, like, stoked. <laughs> yeah, because I be stoked when I see authors I'd be stoked when I see their books. Like I'm taking pictures of their books and places. I'd be like excited. So I, I definitely can't understand. And see, Crystal, you make me think, cause I keep all my photos. I think I have a photo of you and I. Oh, I, you probably do. Cause I, you was like, I was the last person. Yeah, you was the last person. Cause you was right at the door as I was going out yes. with all them bags. 
I am almost positive. As soon as you said that, I was just like, I think I have a photo of her. Yeah, I had on my t-shirt that said Alexa Pauls. <laughs> now I'm going to have to go look. See? Yes. <laughs> look, I please do. If you find it, please share Yes. <laughs> share anything. I would love to see that photo. Oh, my goodness. Oh, this is great. Such wonderful memories. Oh, I know. I know. I, this is all about these book events that be tearing my pockets up and I don't even be caring. I'd be like, oh, I guess I won't eat this week. <laughs> but that's when you know you're an avid reader right there. Yeah, I'm like, I can stand to lose some weight anyway, so I won't eat this week. Right. Do I want to eat or do I want to read? I think I want to read. I'd rather read. Yeah, I'd rather read. Yeah. I'd rather read. Yes, yes. Those are, those are the kind of uh, battles we have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd rather read. Well, AA, I want to jump into some questions about you. Now, I have read your bio and read it here for the listeners. So, I, just knowing that you started out in dance, what drew you into writing? Well, I always knew I'd be a writer. I, I did. I knew that at a very young age because I loved books. I loved reading and I loved creating like... Um, fictional characters. Um, so let me back up. I come from a very artistic family. My mother mm. artist. Um, it was just in our house. Like there was music, we played instruments um, and I had a wild imagination. So mm. even when a song would come on, I would get up and pretend I was somebody else and dance to it. Oh, um, I, I would make up my own stories as a kid and tell it to the other kids on, on the block. Um, so I always knew that I had a, an act for uh, developing characters and for stories. So I knew mm -hmm. I would write. I always assumed that I would write for sitcoms because believe it or not <laughs> like underneath all the seriousness when people look at me they look they they instantly are like you're so serious no I'm not I am a, I'm a true clown and a comedian at heart so <laughs> I always thought I would write uh I would write for sitcoms so when I went to college um I actually transitioned I went from being in front of the stage to behind the stage and I focused on like my screenplay writing and mm. and you know what that type of career was going to do for me so I I was more geared toward television than okay. anything else and then the 716 happened oh. <laughs> um, so I knew I told my husband uh I think I was 21 um and I said, I want to write a story about the 90s. I want to write about everything, like all the fun, all the music, everything that happened to make that such a great decade for growing yes. up. Exactly. It wasn't the best decade ever. Yes. I think the 90s was the best decade ever. Listen, that 80s, that late 80s to 90s, whoo, mm -hmm. I love that. And I told him that our whole marriage, like, I kept saying, I'm gonna write this great story about the 90s. I'm gonna write this story. I'm gonna make sure it's influenced by music. I'm gonna write it, I'm gonna write it. And he said, you know, you've been talking about this book for 20 something years. When are you gonna write it? And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, oh, so now you're challenging me. Oh. So that was my first, 
attempt at having a piece be published. Like I've written short stories and poetry and I've done poetry jams and all those great things, but I never really wanted to share any of my writings with anyone else until the 716. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so now, now I gotta add that to my to be read as well. <laughs> right. Listen, I me too. So I, let, I love a good 90 story. Let me tell if you don't do anything else, listeners, if you don't do anything else, go to my Instagram page and download the music to the books because it is hours and hours of all all the greats, all the songs that you thought you loved stuff that was on the B side of albums and cassettes that you know we we were like when are they gonna play that on the radio it is hours and hours of some of the best memories mm. from the 80s and 90s I, and I probably got them all on my Spotify <laughs> me too cause that's all, all I listen to cause that's me too like I have I can say I, I have a bill that I should get rid of with um Satellite radio, and the only reason I have satellite radio is to listen to the nineties. <laughs> That's it. I do not listen to anything else. I might get a little forced to listen to like the heat or something like that when my son is driving, and I'm like, ah. But outside of that, when I'm in my own car, that is the only I have. Serious X and Fly is on. That's what it's on all the time. And I said, Lord, I I literally got serious XM radio specifically for that. So it's like, yeah, you know, that's why I said I created a whole bill just for the nineties, okay? Yep. <laughs> I built my list on um YouTube. Okay. Yeah, I put my list, but now I'm gonna have to get your list because it might be some songs on there that I might have forgot. Yeah, I'm gonna go search. I'm yeah. gonna go search because I have me a whole good 90 playlist on my Spotify, so I'm gonna go search on this and see yeah. what I'm missing so I can add on to it. And since it's three books, like I literally took you from the eight, late 80s all the way to the mid 2000s with nothing oh, but music. Oh wow. oh, wow. Yeah, let me see. The yes. late 80s, I was about, yeah, in 85, I was 10. So, okay. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely, oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah, definitely can't wait for that. I'm like a true 90s kid because, like, all of my preteen and high school and young adult mm-hmm. the 90s. Like, 89, I think I was, let's see. Yeah, I thought it was like, 10, 11, 89, 89, I was, I was 10, I was 10 and 89, so like, you think 10, 89, and you go all the way to 2000, like, I literally, my whole mm-hmm. child pre yes. young adult life was 90s, I was like, when I entered into the 2000s, about 2000, I was 21 years old, you know what I'm saying, so it's like, oh my gosh, I had so much fun, that's the best. I did too. And it that was like, it wasn't safe, but it was still comfortable enough where you didn't have to kind of watch yourself like you do now. Well, you yeah. know, I, <laughs> because I, okay, so when you read the book, first of all, I'm none of those characters, so don't get no ideas. <laughs> yeah. But the fun, the fun that I had, because see, now I'm going to date myself because I'm, I'm a little bit older than you ladies, but um, yeah, the fun. <laughs> Like the fun, like, the fun, mm-hmm. um, the parties, the mm-hmm. um, 
the stuff like like I say now, thank goodness we didn't have camera phones around. Camera phone and social media. Yeah, the same way. Yes. I would would never ever want to show my face again some of the stuff that I did. Because there was nothing I I can get a house party. (laughs) Yeah, I I kind of captured that though, the essence of all that fun and that in the stories. Um, the storyline of the seven one six. It um but yeah, oh no. Like and see, now I look back and my sons who are adults now, but when they were growing up, they would try to do things and I'd be like, I really think y'all take after your father because y'all don't have half the smarts I had. Like, oh my I, I gosh. In the 80s and 90s. Like, how can y'all not survive? Where did y'all get your survival skills from? Yes. Like mm-hmm. y'all not as sneaky as y'all thought y'all was because like I was a queen of sneaks so like mm-hmm. that whole getting away with things I think it's lost on generations that never had to struggle yeah they, <laughs> I, I, I it's agree. lost it's definitely lost on my kids like my kids tried to my son tried to skip class one time and got caught uh he tried to they tried to open up a social media account got caught like <laughs> I say y'all believe y'all to just stop like uh-huh. you don't know what you're doing like immediately it's not even it's like it's not even uh, something that you can hide out for me for a little while. It's all it's immediate, and they all. How do you know, mom? Like, <laughs> listen, y'all can y'all are not better than me. I created this. I created you. <laughs> right, right, right. So I already know. I yeah, my know. mother used to tell me all the time, "You ain't slick. I know what you be doing." I'd be like, "I'll tell you one day." And when I finally told her, she's like, "Yeah, you got me beat." I said, "I know," because I used to get away with a lot of stuff you ain't know about, lady. No, so yeah, there was a <laughs> club okay. called the library. And I used to tell my mother, I'm going to the library, right, to study. (laughs) They open late tonight. They'll be closing at three. So I'm a, it's an all night study. And I, you know, I'd have my group of girls and I'd be like, yeah, that's where we going. And to this day, my mother thought that we actually was at the library. And I was like, oh, wow. No, we was at the club. Like the library was a club. I didn't, I forgot to tell you that part. Like she looked, she was like, "Oh, you're so studious." I was like, "Uh huh." <laughs> sure. Yes, yes. Listen, that is that's the funniest thing. That was that was a setup, right? Right. right. For you to be pretty able to much. Away with. Whoever created that was already <laughs> already set things up. It was like, "Yeah, let's call it a library." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, oh my goodness. So now that you have, you know, like the creativity, your family, and where that came from. Why did you take a 20-year hiatus from writing? What made you go away, and then what made you come back? Um, well, you, so I, I move out of New York. I move out of the state of New York. So I have a theater degree. Um, and once you leave the state of Michigan, I mean, the state of New York, and you move to the Midwest, I live in Michigan, there wasn't really a need um, I couldn't find I couldn't find like my group mm-hmm. um, so I kind of lost touch with my creative side and then with a the small family it was kind of like well you know I'm gonna I'm gonna get a job that will help since we were you know uprooted the whole family um, this mm-hmm. is all new we don't have family here um, at least on this side of the state because I don't live I live three hours away from Detroit. So I live closer to Lake Michigan. So okay. like, this is all new. So I went in, you know, I I found my place in the corporate America. I climbed the ladder. 
um, <laughs> I worked in finance and um, realized that as, as good as that was to me, um, I will never be black and white. I'll never be a policy and procedure person mm-hmm. because my mind doesn't work that way. Not writing mm-hmm. over Veronica Daniels. I don't no. see you being that way. No, 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 no not at all. So not at all. It, it got to the point where the boys, our last son went off to college and my husband said, I think it's time for you to get back to what you're passionate about. And I, I, it was, it's been 20 years. I didn't know if I could. And I kept coming up with all these excuses and he kept removing those obstacles to the Aww. point where I didn't have a choice but to sit down and start writing. Oh, awesome. Now that's time support, for support. Yeah, I know that's what I was just about to say. One time for husband, like I yes. so love the fact that he supported you and not only supported you, but actually pushed you help push you right because a lot of times you have those well a lot of times you have spouses who don't support they just get used to the humdrum of the normalcy right and they don't really support you but to have someone not only support but to push you into your your passion and your greatness that is so beautiful. So, you know, we have right. to take a second out to be like, big up to husband. Big up <laughs> husband. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to yeah. tell you, this whole journey of being an author, like, I I thank him often because not only did, like, does he support the idea of me, like, branching out and doing it full time, right? Because I'm asking to leave, you know, a, a prestigious position, um, a six-figure salary to do something I love with uncertainty, right? Right. And and like, baby, you got to bring the income now. Like, I'm asking. That's what I'm saying. And for him to be on board with it, and then to transition and become a major part of the industry, because he was like, he, you know, he's the analytical person in the relationship. So he thought, well, he's also creative because um, he, he narrates books for authors now. He, he does, he, like, he heads up, you know, our businesses that support the authors. So when I say like, he jumped in it with me and I, I usually say my, you know, my hustle, my yeah, my hustle, his grind. Right. Together, usually, anybody who sees me out and about, they're gonna see him too. Like he's he's really hands on. Like he doesn't just carry the books anymore. Like he says, like he's actually a major part of the industry now, and I'm so happy that we get to share moments like this together. That's so that beautiful. Yes. Oh he did Eminem Chronicles, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I loved it. Like, I loved it. He did good. He definitely and did good. you know good. what? That was the first book he's done for me. Like, he's done books for other people. And I was just like, how do you not, like, narrate your wife's books? <laughs> yeah. Do one of my books. Hello, sir. So that was the first time we worked together. Oh, oh my goodness. That's good. Oh, that's so beautiful. But it you really know what is. he said? He said he had to get his practice in. He wanted to be right and straight when he got to be <laughs> right. Well, that's what that was. He had to have himself together. 
you know much. that's right because I'm right upstairs. If he messed up, I'm sending him back down to the studio. <laughs> I'm one of these people he gets to email it to and just hope that they okay with it. I'd be like, I don't like that. Go back down there. Yeah, I go fix that. Not, yes. Go fix it. And, and Get him all the way together. <laughs> trotting back down there like, I got to do this again. He's like, yep, and again and again. Until right. You, Listen, until you, you should have saw right. his face. He, he was hot. I was like, I don't like that. <laughs> he said that, that, see that's why he had to get it together he, he had to mm-hmm. practice up so he could get look he had to build up his stamina because he already knew <laughs> like I gotta bring it when I bring those, you know right yes so oh man well you guys you know at the beginning of the show I did say that she was a special guest for a very special reason. So my next question is going to drift off into that. This year, and if you missed it, you missed the treat. I'm just going to tell you. So I'll let her tell you if it's going to happen again. But from November 1st, which is, uh, you know, National Author Day, all the way to Reader's Appreciation Day, which is November 1st to November 5th, Miss A.A., organized and launched this huge massive black readers appreciation event where and she, I thank you. yes I thank you. <laughs> where she gathered all these authors together and said listen you know send me your information we're gonna do the five days free yeah, Kindle ebook and all the authors had to do is put their book for free for those five days send the information to AA and she put together the links, she put together the covers, she had it listed out by genre. It ended up being, I think over, correct me if I'm wrong, I want to say over 100 authors and over 250 books that were for free during those five days and all the readers had to do was go in and click and just download. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it, oh, the Black Readers Appreciation event um, started out with, with I just wanted to gift the, the readers. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want you to thank me for being an author and recognizing me. I want to thank the reader because mm-hmm. without, without the reader, I just have a, a manuscript, right? That right. no one's reading. Mm-hmm. So I always think of those moments, you know, uh, the indie author appreciation, the the national author, the black author. Those are days where I want to say thank you to readers. So November came around or October was coming around and, and I thought to myself, you know, if I could just get maybe 10 other people to do this with me, this would be kind of special. So um, like a lunatic, I went and got in everybody's DM, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I must have sent out 300 400 maybe even 500 dms and i said hey wow i'm I'm doing this (laughs) on all social media i was in everybody's dm and i know they were like who and what do you want me to do like who is this and what do you want and i i was just like i want to give back to the readers i'm just looking for somebody to do this with me i'll do it by myself but i think it would Mm -hmm. be more impactful if i got a variety of authors to do it with me and I sent it out and then I was like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll wait. Maybe somebody will say something. Maybe they won't. So I, I started in October and I remember waking up the next day and I, there were a flood of responses. I was like, <gasps> like, why is there like 15 
people looking for me? Why is there 20 people? Why are all these people befriending me? Like, mm-hmm. like it was so insane. And we, I think we ended up with 275 authors. And I, oh, wow. I, I stopped counting. I literally stopped counting books at 300. So I oh, knew wow. that there were over 300 books. And then I had the nerve to like, there were some late responders and, you know, I was in there doing maintenance on the link. And I was like, yeah, I'll add you. I don't care. At this point, everybody's good. I'll add you. Because the response from the readers, when I say they showed up and showed out. Yes, they did. There was so much support. Um, Listen, I left the link up after the fifth. It's still up. Um, I think it, it goes down. Uh, next week the link oh, wow. is still up now the books mm-hmm. are not free unless you you have Kindle Unlimited but mm-hmm. it still lists all the books that were um, and authors that participated do you know people are still going in there and clicking that link and downloading <gasps> I that believe is so it. good so I believe I say, it. We, ended, we ended November 5th at almost 50,000 downloads like 50,000 wow. clicks in, like 50,000 people went in, and the minimum amount that people downloaded was five books, right? Well, oh, I tell man. you, I got 22 on one day. <laughs> yeah, listen, the, the minimum, like when somebody went in, they clicked five books and downloaded. There were so many people visiting that link. And then I looked again and it was up to 73,000. Oh my gosh. And I was like, oh my goodness. And then to see like on social media, people showing what they downloaded and their Kindles and the reviews that are coming in, you know, the support for the authors that participated, you know, people had a chance to, to, you know, download books from genres that they normally wouldn't, you know, even mm-hmm. you know, reading into, or it was a lot of new to them authors, myself included. Yeah, they never had a chance to meet because they don't get a chance to go to these expos. Or you know, money is tight these days. Like if I gotta mm-hmm. choose, between, you know, milk and eggs in a book, I'm, I'm, I'm going to choose a book. Move. Right? I'm gonna no. choose a book. I don't even yeah. like milk and eggs. You, you, look. As you much as I've traveled this year, going to book events, yeah, you already know Crystal is gonna choose books over milks and eggs. <laughs> but you know what? But for some people with little kids, that's not that's not always the case. People, but right, you, you see what I mean? But to give to give a book to a reader, somebody you know is going to open it up read it like the authors are seeing the results of that appreciation so as yeah. much as it was a gift to readers the readers gave us so much more back because right. again I asked all these authors to give these books for free Knowing, right like in my mind it would work out like I've seen it work out for you know in other situations so I knew that if we could just do this and do it right the readers would show up and they would show their appreciation back to us and nothing says thank you more than somebody who opened up the book and left a review like that I know I I appreciate it and now that was my message today actually I was like you know we know Black Friday is coming Cyber Monday Giving Tuesday and we know a lot of freebies are coming or discounted books are coming you know 
support the authors, but also to, you know, support them by leaving a review because that helps their book get traction, you know, on these sites. But I, you know, personally, I just want to take the time to thank you personally for organizing it because it does take a lot of patience and a lot of time. And people don't understand, like, you did this because this is what you wanted to do. Not because you you had to, not because somebody hired you to, but because you wanted to and you included your counterparts and you did it for the reader. So for that, I just want to personally say thank you because I am an author who took advantage of this. Yes, you did. I took advantage. I sure did. And I, you know, I gave three of my books away for free during that time. And I want to say... And this was me, y'all. And I am, I get really busy, and I hated that I got really busy doing the time because I really wanted to push. I only pushed a really little bit, but I knew because it was so massive that I really didn't have to, you know what I'm saying, push a whole lot because. Yeah, it was like it did a, it, it was it was growing. It was it was out of it this world. Like everywhere. it was huge. It was everywhere. It was huge. Yes. And even with the little bit of promotion that I did, was able to get in during that time to push for the whole site as a whole, I know for myself I ended up getting like thirteen, a little over thirteen hundred downloads. And I mean that's just it, that's just wow. Me. That's just me. And it was people out here who were getting like 2,000, 3,000. Like, they was getting a whole bunch of downloads. And, you know, it was just, it's amazing to see that, you know, that how we were just, the power of it in numbers and the power of it in the growth. So that is what happens when you come together unselfishly to just want to have one common goal to do something that's going to benefit everybody in the industry, all the authors, all the readers. These readers got tons of books that, you know, for free, like you said, during a time where they may love to read, but they can't afford it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Though we, you know, though it wasn't a monetary reward, the reward is many of us got new readers mm-hmm. in the U.S., in, in in foreign countries, yes. we were able to, you know, get extra reviews. And that right there is, that's, that's the bag for us. Yes. That's the bag. Listen, because, so this, this event taught me a few things, right? One, there's enough readers for all of us to be successful mm-hmm. in this that business. is true mm-hmm. like they're like my competition is nobody except for the next book i'm writing right exactly um if we come together especially because this was a black event right mm-hmm. um it to me dispels any kind of notion that we can't get along that we as black people in this industry we can't sit here and do something um that's genuine that is not without you know uh any kind of negative connotation it's none of that this was pure like black magic happening like right. it felt so good to be you know put like together with all these great authors um and i think it just shined a light on our industry like this a lot of us Mm -hmm. come from smaller publishing uh companies or we're indie authors like this was a massive way for us to distribute our books Mm -hmm. like 
I told people if you can't get on the link, use the hashtag, make your books free because people are following the hashtags. I didn't want anybody to miss out on it. Like this was a way for you to get your books in the hands of everyone. And like you mentioned, there was other countries. Like I, I had been trying to break into Canada forever. Canada gave me love. Like, oh. like I have a strong following in Australia. I don't know who they are, but I thank Australia every month. Listen, there is in the UK for some of us, mm -hmm. we cannot get past, you know, what's right in front of them. So this event gave everybody a chance to see, like to keep pushing forward, to to don't give up. I spoke to so many authors who were like, girl, I'm, I'm thinking about retiring. I said, not after those numbers. That's the pages I done seen turn. You better keep pushing forward because there's so many people who still don't know who you are and are just right. This right. was such a great opportunity for people to just like be loved on both readers and authors. And I loved seeing us come together and doing that and supporting one another. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to keep on saying thank you. Like I said, I thank you. My Kindle, thank you. The readers, thank you. Like, just thank you because it was definitely a great opportunity. I got a lot. Of, and I'm big on, you know, doing new authors because I just realized my niche. I was like, new authors, new authors, new authors. And I got so many new authors books mm -hmm. from there. And I'm like, then I go back and I was like, wait a minute, I should have got this book. So I, like I said, I really thank you. I'm glad this was huge. And are you doing it again next year? Will there be a second annual Black Reader Appreciation event? Yes, there will. With Without hesitation, I would do this again and make and expand it. And I think now that the word is out and people have seen what we've been able to do, we'll have an even a greater turnout. Well, Absolutely. tag me and I will sit here and push it as much as I possibly can for you. I would yes. definitely tag, yes. tag the, you know, definitely tag to get caught up. Caught up, yes. Want to share it, you know, through the platforms as well. Of course, if you have to get, and I know that you will, you know, I'll be there as an author. I will support it as a podcast. I'll support it as an author. Right. I, I wholeheartedly believe in it. I. Um, was able to get, like you said, some more international looks. I got some from, you know, Canada and, and UK and um, wow, some, some other places too. I can't remember right now. I have to go back and look at my look at my reports. But I was like, okay, then, all right. I, That's what I love to hear. Listen, those are markets that sometimes it's hard for us to figure out who our readers are. There, right? right? Yeah. No, I this. This event was huge for everyone involved. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I I will do this again as long as authors keep turning out to uh, gift the readers. I think this is something that we could do on an annual basis. I'm excited. Mm, I'm, I'm excited. excited. Yes. I'm excited. And again, I just want to thank you for taking the time to mm -hmm. do this on behalf of the authors and for the readers. It, it, it turned out to be a phenomenal event that I know will just increase year over year. So again, thank you for that. Oh, you're more than welcome. You listen, I thank I know that it came from a genuine place because you can always tell when things come from a genuine place because they work out. Yep, <laughs> and they work so out true. and exceeded, they go above and beyond expectations. 
like you said, you just were looking for ten authors to just do something kind of nice, and it turned into a snowball of an author, black author reunion, and we was all at the cookout together. They yes, was, yes. We, was, we brought the food, and they and they came and ate. <laughs> we <laughs> ate, we and ate we, good. we all got on the dance floor and danced. Yeah, we sure did. We danced, and we had us some good old time for five days. We sure did. We had us a good black reader HBCU homecoming. Okay. Sure did. <laughs> Sure did. We did. Well, I am going to take a step back, you guys, because we have talked to her about coming to be an author, and we talked about the Black Readers Appreciation Event, but we have got to to get into her book, The Meal. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, um, I have a quote that she is going to read to us and then Crystal is going to give it to the synopsis and we're going to dive into the questions and what I love this time and we always do something this is great because this is our final uh, interview of the year we did something different we took some reader questions so not only are these questions coming from the Get Caught Up podcast they are coming from the readers read the book we took some surveys we asked them to give us their feedback give us their questions and Crystal has them down and she is going to ask it so we can dive into it. And we will be right back with all of that in just one moment. Untamed Publishing has partnered with Katie Creatives to present to you UP pre-made book covers. With over 200 covers to choose from, we're sure you'll find exactly what you need to fit your author needs. Just visit www.untamedpublishing.net. Kisha Beauty, embracing the power of self-love in conjunction with Fifty Shades of Success. While Fifty Shades of Success works on the inside, let Kisha Beauty work on the outside, adding a little sparkle, pop, and shine with Kisha Lips, pamper your skin with Kisha Body, and let's not forget accessories with Kisha Girl. Find us on Instagram. Join me, poet and author Kiana Dene, on my podcast, Noteworthy, a poetry podcast for the poets, where you'll hear my original poetry and poetry from other amazing poets as well, because I truly believe all poets are worthy. Go follow the podcast on Instagram at Noteworthy Poetry, and you'll be the first to know whenever there's a new episode. While you're there, follow me too, at Kiana underscore Dene. So tune in today. Hello, 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 and we are back. Welcome back. If you are to have been tuning in with us, you know we have to 
discussed so much so far with author A.A. Lewis. We talked about her journey with the authorship. Um, we talked about her wonderful husband who has been not only a great supporter, but a pusher and provider for her yes. on this literary journey. And we talked about the biggest event of the end of the year, 2022, the Black Readers Appreciation Event. Now it's time to talk about books. So without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to you, AA, and we're going to hear this quote. It's going to tie into these books so we can get into these questions. Yes. Okay, so this is the, this is the quote that's in the beginning of the uh, the meal, the mother-in-law. It says, "Nothing breaks a heart more than a broken mother and daughter relationship, because no matter what you do, no matter what you say, and no matter how much, oh, excuse me, no matter how hard you try, there's nothing as hurtful as being rejected by the person you'd give your life for." You know what? I was, when you said that at first, I was like, did I read that? And I did read that. And that touched because of, and I know people have heard me say before, my mother and my relationship. But, whoo, I think if my mother was like this lady, I probably would have ran away. (laughs) Oh, my. I would have ran away. (laughs) Like, I would have ran away. But she wasn't always like that. So I'm going to go ahead and read you guys the synopsis because we have got to get into these questions in this book. All right. So the mill, the mother-in-law. Veronica Daniels was a woman who relied on her good looks and wit to get her everything she wanted in life. Ever since she was a child, her mother, along with everyone she knew, told her as much. You're so beautiful or you're the prettiest girl in the room. And her personal favorite compliment, one day you're going to break a lot of hearts. Veronica revealed in those comments, compliments, I'm sorry, so much so that she believed every single word that had been spoken about her looks. She had learned to charm the country as an adorable pageant winner. Her well-maintained hair, beautiful custom dresses, and mm, charismatic smile won the hearts of many. Veronica leaned, I mean, learned at a very young age that she had a way with words. Her well thought out responses or the tone and delivery of her words landed on all those listening, which usually resulted in getting her way. Life had been good to Veronica. She had been married four times and managed to outline, outlive all of her husbands. Her ability to catch the big well, some would say was luck, but not Veronica. It was an art, one she had perfectly crafted over the years. The formula, one part brains, one part sex, and two parts beauty. Because according to Veronica, no man wants an ugly duckling who was too smart for her own good. And hell, even she knew every woman had a vagina. So sex would not, would, uh, wait a minute. So sex would get a man to the bedroom, but to the, get the whole house and the ring, you needed to be pretty in the face and small in the waist. And since Veronica had managed to marry some of the most eligible wealthy men around, she might be onto something. Until now, Veronica was in a class of her own all by herself. That is until she gave birth to her daughters. Is that Chandrel or Chandrel? How did you pronounce the oldest daughter name? Chandrel? Chandrel. 
Okay, Stephanie and Skylar. The Daniels sisters were heartbreakers. From day one, they stole their father's heart. Their beauty surpassed their mother's. And before long, Veronica noticed how much of her desired attention was stolen by her daughters. It wasn't just her husband, but others noticed the girl's beauty, especially as they grew up. As the Daniels sisters matured, so did their beauty. They were breathtakingly gorgeous and a treat to their mother's existence. Not to be outdone, Veronica Daniels will always have the last word. With money, power, and beauty on her side, nothing will stop her from being the most beautiful woman in the room and the desire of every man she encounters. I'm going to tell you this. I call this lady an equal opportunist family hoe. Because <laughs> when I say you guys, she kept it in the family, she Ooh. kept it in the family. And that's why she was a hoe. Because she, yeah, she was an equal, equal opportunist with everybody. So she didn't <laughs> care at all. Now, let's go ahead and get into these <laughs> questions. I'm sorry, I had to give her a name, and I was like, what can I call her? Okay. Yeah, she, she, a family hoe now. We got to make sure we say the oh, word family in it. Family, family hoe. Yeah, because she kept her wholeness inside her family. Okay? And it was terrible. Now, <laughs> our first question, and this is from Nikki Pooh. She asks, how did this story come about? Well, it's a two-parter. It's a two-parter. Okay. okay, so I want to thank Reddit um, because <laughs> I, I somehow got into the mother-in-law group, right? Oh, okay. So if you if you like if you want if you like drama, um, Reddit Reddit has it for you. There's a group for everything. So there were these posts about horrible mother-in-laws, but they were all about the mother's son relationship right right and how they treat you know their their daughter-in-laws and and i think we hear a lot of that we hear a lot of mothers using their sons as placeholders um at for the men in their life even when they have husbands which is weird to me because i'm a mother of four sons right and, and I, I can't imagine like living how some of these mothers are living with their their sons um and I said, what would happen if we change that around a little bit? Like, let's look at the toxic relationship that mothers have with daughters. Because we know that it exists, right? Right. Um, I I think, Untamed, you said that even your mother, you there's a strange relationship between you and your mother. That was me. Oh, that was you, Krista. Okay. Yes. So I, too, have a strange relationship with my mother. Um. And that quote that I gave, like, I believe that as children, we get two first crushes in our life, right? We, yep. get, we get our father because he's going to show us how we need to be loved, right? Mm -hmm. And, if, and as, a, as a female, as a daughter, how we, how we need to be loved because he's going to set the example with our mother or a mother-like figure for us, right? Right. And, and we also get our crush on our mother because that's who we hope to be right we aspire yep. to be just like her mm -hmm. and when those aren't fulfilled on that's mm -hmm. the inheritance of toxicity the inheritance of dra uh, trauma and the beginning of drama so 
when the daughter mother relationship isn't fulfilled on there's a disconnect either we become the the daughter which we see in this um in in this book the daughter who's always seeking her mother's approval the one who yeah. rebels against it because she feels like she's she's been done wrong we see that or the the mother of uh, the the daughter who you know feels like she can't get right so she gives up and allows mm-hmm. her mother to run her life for her right mm-hmm. we see all examples of that and and I just thought it was time that we take a deeper look into what would happen with the most severe, you know, uh, character, Veronica, if somebody who truly did not want children allowed herself to be talked into having children. And how did that play out? Because it wasn't it wasn't a son. Like, I think I mentioned she she thought if she at least had kids, it'd be a you know, it'd be a boy. And for, right, and for, she was yeah. not a fan of the girls. Yep, and then she she bam wound up having three daughters, and they took from her. Right, and that was her that was her take on it. Not only did I not want to be a mother, but they took from me. So now right. I'm in competition with my daughters, and that was the whole piece that I said. You know, thank you, Reddit, because <laughs> I, I've always wanted to put you know pen to paper and say let's talk about mother-daughter relationships um but after reading a couple of reddit posts i was just like yeah we talk about the mother's son let's talk about the mother-daughter and here we have the mother-in-law (laughs) my notes woo is like crazy so um, another question, and this came from Lizzie Loves. She did ask that same question too, but and we you did say that Reddit was the inspiration yes. for that story for this story. But do you have any acquaintances, you know, that also would kind of fall in line with Veronica? No, I do not know Thank Veronica. <laughs> Veronica. Listen, when I said Veronica Daniels was she was making a grand entrance, right? I that she was part of my marketing. I said she's making a grand entrance. You're gonna love to hate her, or you're going to love her. There is no in between. Um, I do not know any women that extra. What I do know, and I have heard, you know, from some of my sisters, you know, women in passing, is not everybody, and I know this, not everybody's cut out to be a mother. Mm -hmm. like there's when I first became a mom and I was a teenage mom um somebody said to me an older wiser um woman said to me you're either going it's either going to click or it won't for you right and I didn't Mm -hmm. know what she meant by that until I actually gave birth and I saw my son and I was it clicked and I was like, that's mm-hmm. what that lady was talking about. Like, I get it. The need to live for somebody other than myself. To mm-hmm. love harder, fight harder, and want more. I get it. Like, I get to give this to this little human, right? For some yep. of us, it's not that easy. Because you hear how sometimes women find it hard to bond with their kids. Like, we're talking about babies. Like, the, mm-hmm. baby, the baby doesn't want to uh, doesn't want to breastfeed from me. Um I, I postpartum depression kicks in for whatever reason bonding was difficult and right it, it carries on longer than you know just the child being a child some of us did not want to be mothers period but we got talked into it 
and then you hear that I was never cut out to be a mother um one thing that I learned about myself um and being a mom was that I was very selfish like I was selfish and at first it was cute right oh right. you know I get to dress this little human up and then I was like but well, what about me I want to rock I want to rock a new pair of Tim's I want to. I, I want to stroll a jacket. I'm. I'm. My, my mini me is all. You know, he he dressed to to kill. But what about me? And that it was in that moment that I was just like, I have to give up pieces of me so that he can thrive, right? Yes. And and that didn't sit well with me because again, I'm selfish. I knew that about myself. So it's those little pieces that we find out about ourselves as mothers. I think I think I gave it like extra to you in Veronica. So I don't know a Veronica per se, but there are essences of all women that Veronica possesses because we've all had those kinds of conversations, whether we said it out loud or we said it to ourselves, they're in Veronica. Oh yeah, because yes. I can tell you, I, I always tell, I tell anybody, one thing that I was talking about it's so funny to me um, with my daughter's birth. My daughter um, was actually, her due date was the day before my birthday. And I kept saying to myself, and I said to anybody, they like, oh, that would be so lovely if you got you for your birthday. And my selfish mom was like, I don't know, I want her to be born on my birthday. I don't right. want to be paying on my birthday. <laughs> She I don't want to share my birthday. I was like, I don't want to share my birthday. Mm-hmm. Day before she comes day after, but she never want to born on my birthday. But she and she did not come. She's born on April the eighth, guys. And so she's born five <laughs> days. So I, I think the Lord was trying to be funny. He made her be born five days before me. <laughs> so her birthday could come first. And he was like, right. I don't even want her to be born on your day. I'm gonna let her come first. So. There you go. Before yes, yeah. definitely. She came so. Before. Okay, now, like, what this, now, let me tell you, this book was so much, you guys, I usually, like, just write down my notes, but no, I did my notes in Kindle on this book, so I called her all types of names, I'm not even gonna lie, but the thing that, like, a question that I had for myself is, um, you stated that I can teach him his future wife would later thank me for. What did you mean by that statement? And, you know, that was with Brandon, because she was, y'all, like I said, she was keeping it in the family. Listen. The (laughs) son-in-law. But when she said that, I'm like, what? Your future son, you know, this will be good for his future wife. So, yeah, please explain. What did you mean by that? (laughs) So, (laughs) the things that she was teaching him. So, like, chapter one, I gave it all to you. Like I, you sure did. There, there you was, sure did. There was a moment in chapter one when, because, so part of my writing process, so I can answer your question. I, I just become Veronica. Like I, I become her listening ear. So I'm just typing away, and right. I'm living through her. And when I typed that one, there was one statement where it said something about, um, I looked down at his complexion as you know we're having sex, right? I looked down mm-hmm. at his complexion and instantly fell in love thinking about what my grandchildren would look like and yeah. I was like I cannot write that mm. like, yes you can yes you can like, and you did and I <laughs> yep and I wrote it and then I thought oh my goodness like she's teaching him how to love her daughter yep not just love her daughter you know how to sex her too yep good like, god sex her 
loved her. Like, mm-hmm. if your do- if my daughter, think about this. If my daughter ever got right and listened to anything that I ever taught her or tried to teach her, right? She could control him too. Right. So she played. She played both of them very well. Mm-hmm. She kept trying to teach her daughters that it wasn't don't marry for love. Because love will only get you so far. Not, not only that, but love hurts. You need financial stability. So what else have can this person bring to the to table? In, yep. In, in return, I'm going to teach your man how to accept all of that from you. How to give that to you. So as much as I like, when I wrote that Brandon and Veronica relationship, I was so, totally disgusted with myself because I was like who are you <laughs> but, but I was just like there's like if you pay very close attention to Veronica she was really trying to school her daughters maybe not in the best she way she was not the best way so, but she was but she was yeah. in return she was going to make sure that they ended up with the man that they they that matched them. That matched them because yes. she was she was controlling them. She was teaching them all the ways to be the right husband with the wrong tactics. But that's what she was doing. Right. Yes. Because I also wrote down um, when she said, "Why are you here, Brandon?" No, let me rephrase that. Why are you here? Why are you not at home impregnating my daughter? And I was like, "Why would she want him to get her daughter pregnant if she's sleeping with him?" But then, as I read along, I knew why. And I'm not telling that part, you guys. You <laughs> need to pick up the book. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say this. I like you said. You can you can either love to hate her, or you know, or you can fall in love with her. And like for the beginning, I was like, I do not like her. And it was, and I think it was, I didn't like her because it's no way in the world I can do my daughter like that. It's just no way. And then when you gave us the little the little snippet of why she was the way she was and what she was doing. I was like, bitch, that still ain't going to make me like you. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, still don't like you. But, and and then it's like, okay, we get closer to the end. And then it's like, oh, maybe I can't like her. But then I'm like, nope, because she's still, still five years later, she's still doing the same, you know, dirt stuff that she's possibly doing. But I have one more question from okay. Lizzie Love. And she said, her question was, what, what, you know, the reviews are good. Would there be a second part? the meal it's so funny because we um me and my husband just talked about this last night in bed mm-hmm. <laughs> i was i was like oh i stand firm with no there there okay. will not be a part two to the meal and i'm gonna tell you why i can't i can't do it i wouldn't even be able to do I, it but go for it <laughs> veronica was, was a one take character for me i think right. i gave you all of her you did. Book. And and the fact that I did it, I think it's not even, I think it's just shy of 40,000 words. Um, I gave, I gave it all to you. I cannot read, I cannot duplicate any of her shenanigans to give uh-uh. you more of a, a shock factor of what she could do. Now, with that being said, um, I, I don't know her son. 
That's what I was about to say. The so, only so way I can I, see this being a part two is if it's about the son. Can I ask a question? Because I never. How old was she when she had the girls? Because I think I was I was trying to figure that out hard. Um, I imagine her to be in um her late. I mean her early thirties. So remember, okay, she her first husband died very when she was twenty seven. Right. So um, she. I, I don't know how she was picking them. I don't know if she was killing them. What I know is right. they all died before she did. <gasps> and I mean, they, they all passed. Like she was a widow. And, and I'll say of natural causes. I don't know if she sexed them to death. I don't know if they were. I was about to say, I feel like was she that bad. Was that yeah. great that, you know, if I married an 85 year old man and I sexed them to death, yeah, he might have a heart attack. Okay, Miss Anna Nicole um, Smith. Okay. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think Veronica might have been late, late 30s. Early thirties. Okay. I say I'd say no more. She was no she she was probably anywhere from 30, 34, 35. No okay. more, no older than forty. Well, I'm a, I, now that you said that, I feel like she probably sexed him to death because that scene when her and Brad first hooked up, mm-hmm. I said, Oh yeah, she was throwing that thing on them. Oh yeah. <laughs> She was throwing that because, I, like, I, I'm not even gonna sit here and lie. I was like, I need to try that because I don't know what that was. Listen, but she told you, pretty in mm-hmm. the face, small in the small waist. in the waist. She gave yep. you the formula. Nobody wants a smart ass woman that ain't cute. Who ain't cute. So mm-hmm. you, she, she, the role was, if you could do this, you could get any man you want to do whatever you want, and as long she as you got a little lie. skill. You know, mm-hmm. it, it'll happen. And Veronica, like, that was her thing. And I have to imagine she was very skilled because of the yeah. things that she was doing. Yeah, and the way the men reacted to her, she was skilled. Very skilled. I mean, you got a pastor turning his head. Listen. <laughs> somebody, I'm, I'm laughing because you brought up the pastor. Another famous author tagged me in a post because then I was just like, you're reading it too? And she bought up the whole pastor scene and when she was in church and grabbed the mic. I yes. laughing. Yes. When she, I, I, I said, oh, this bitch can sing too. I said, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's why I said she was equal opportunity. She gave it all. She was a, all the way around. The, like, I mean, she, I'm not even going to lie. She was what Jake, you call a bad bad ass boss bitch because she had a company like she's filthy rich and but she was just pure evil she did not like her dog pure evil so i'm a challenge i challenge everybody because at first i was like she's evil oh my goodness but the more i read the story because i went back and read it after i wrote it i gave myself some time to like digest it and get over it so i can see it with fresh eyes Right. I don't think she was evil. I think like there's some missing things that I didn't disclose in the book. Like we heard her say some things that her grandmother taught her. Where was her mother? That's what I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. I had um, questions about that too. 
Well, go on with your questions and I won't. Yeah, I won't. so that you just answered it like, where was her mother? How did she get like this? You know, what did each now, like you did talk about her last husband, which was the girl's father, Monarch Daniels, and how he treated her once the girls was coming. But like, what was she always like this? You know what I'm saying? And then granted, yeah, you are taught things at a young age and you stick it in your head. Cause like when I did my video, when I rolled my eyes with like, you're so beautiful, you know, girls hear that and they get it stuck in their head at a young age. And it's like, oh, I can do anything. But yeah, where was her mother? And see, that's the question. So I, in my mind, when I went back to read it, I imagined, like I said, that mother-daughter relationship is a very tricky um, one to navigate. And right. sometimes as, as parents with good intention, we do the most harm. So mm -hmm. let's imagine the reason why she's with her grandmother and so right. connected to her grandmother is that her mother did the same thing to her or her mother was unfit as a mother and left her for another a man, a man. with a rich man now Veronica's yep. beautiful been beautiful her whole life right right what if her mother saw her as a threat so mm -hmm. I started thinking like she is just repeating this toxic um relationship that she had with her mother like right to me where else would it come from we had like her she must I, in my mind had her mother do all this stuff with her during when she was young the, the pageants you know the compliments she's so gorgeous my daughter's beautiful until you realize right. that she's a threat to you so to me everything veronica is doing is learned behavior it's right. learned it's learned behavior and she loves out of survival so it's not even wow. it's not even a love unconditional or love freely. She's loving out of a survival, a necessity, because that's all she knows. So, like when I say I dug a little deeper into Veronica after I wrote her, I was just like, it makes sense that this is just learned. This is part of her trauma, and she mm -hmm. passed it down to her daughter. She did. And I'm going to just say this because I thought about it when we first started talking and when Untamed said producer, I can see this on TV. I can like, see it on TV. <laughs> I can see it on TV. Like, let me put it to you this way. I want to see it on TV. I'm like, I want to hear this in Audible because the just the thing she said, the thing she did, like, but I really would love to see this on TV because, like, she always described how she looked, like, how beautiful her daughters were, like, Skylar, you know, Stephanie and um, Chandrell was homey, but they were beautiful. And then, like, the wedding dress, I'm, I just want to see it. And then the men, Jesus Christ. Man, she had the daddy, the son, the daddy, the, pastor, the son, the pastor, the, father, the, the, the wife, the wife, the, the wife, the daddy, and the son. Like when I say equal opportunity family ho, she played no games in these streets. So it's no games in these streets. Because my husband said, Who in your mind is Veronica? Who I was gonna ask that. And right. I said it would have to be a fresh face. Because, <gasps> like, I, you know how, see, as women, we do this. We see a woman and we go, oh, my gosh, she's beautiful. Like, she's gorgeous. Right. I want that initial reaction. I don't think I get, like, usually when I think about stars who, who could possibly play some of my characters, I get it right away. For Veronica, like, I would have to get back out in these streets 
and and look at women like I and and we all know women because I, I I know women who I say oh my gosh fucking beautiful excuse me lady right but I'm like right. oh my god like and and at that moment like I know my husband has seen her <laughs> like I right. know he saw this beautiful woman he he didn't say it I said it out loud like look look at her look she is gorgeous gorgeous I want mm-hmm. that type of reaction when we see Veronica and I don't think I'm going to get it by giving it I won't say that it can't happen to a star or somebody who's familiar I just think it needs to be a fresh face so we get that same reaction like oh my god you know, only yeah. person I think out of everybody just like who I like, I would say Angela Bassett because of the body, probably when mm. she was younger. But I will also say Lisa Ray. And see, when I see them, I see other characters. Do you know right. What I mean? So I like, yeah, I and I think Lisa Ray is beautiful. Right. But when I've she was younger. Had, I've already had that moment with her when I said, oh my God, she's gorgeous. But right. I, I the, the initial reaction to Veronica should be that. And mm-hmm. you remember her for that. It's not, yeah. oh my God, she's gorgeous. But do you remember when she played this? Or do you yes. remember when she did this? Yes, I get you. So it has to be a new person. Well, I say get the looking because I think you got it. <laughs> I think, go ahead and get the looking. Go ahead and start putting your cast together because I'm here for it. I will definitely be I, here for we it. We put that out into the universe because we putting it out. Else, somebody I know else that's right. said that to me and I was just like, well, let's make it happen. And I would love to, I would love to see this book Cause it it just it's that story where oh my we we haven't like you gotta see it to believe it yes you have to see it to believe it like is she sir like I I said say what now I said this oh my yeah yeah she was bold she was bold she was bold but we have to love that about her because as a woman we 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 don't always go after what we want. That is so true. And be unapologetic for it. And I'll say that having been in the corporate world around non-melanated people. Like, for me to be, like, I was always the aggressive one, right? Because I'm Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a black woman and I, I, I speak my mind and I know what I want. Like, for Veronica, it was so unapologetic. And, like, to me, that is, that's the power like she did it with no regrets. Like none whatsoever. She, she stood firm in everything she did. Mm-hmm. And there was no one that was ever going to get in her way and she used you accordingly. Like so if you if you did not if you did not fall into her, her will. Well not even that, but if you if you were weak-minded. <gasps> yes. Yes. She could easily manipulate you. So there was no one there to challenge her. Think about that. None. Nobody. Mm. What else are could have. Skylar could have if she wasn't so emotional. Um, Skylar could have if she had mm-hmm. taken her time and came up with a plan. And that was what her mm-hmm. mother said was, oh, Skylar. Like, I right. knew you do this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm five steps ahead of you. I knew that you were going to do this. When yep. are you going to surprise me? Like that's true. Had she not, like you said, moved with emotion, she could have. She could have taken her mama down. She could have taken her mama down. Yes. Okay. This is gonna be my last question. Okay. I promise. Untamed my last one. Who's the daddy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody want to know who the daddy is. Who's the daddy? My 
my husband asked me that. Listen, in the inbox, everybody's asking me that. So I'm going to leave you with this. Each of these men had a lot to lose if right. they were named the father. Right. You pick who you want it to be because if by me, like, I, I could not pick one who's going to be the father. But let me tell you this. Do you honestly think that Veronica would have ever named who her baby daddy was? Because that nope. would give another man power over her. She, yep. let, she, she just had a husband who made her wait until her children got married and was having an heir before she could even get her inheritance, her money from yes. her, and mm-hmm. her life back, her freedom. So why would she ever give another man that much control over her again? So when she <sighs> said he, the, ba- the son, the baby looked like his daddy, that was the end of it. That was enough acknowledgement for her to know who it was and to keep moving on. And if anybody were to question, she might answer. But think of the person who had the most to lose and what that yeah, already knew. Like. <laughs> and and who and who was asking the questions was the wife. Yes. So I was like, yeah, I thought it was him. I thought it was him because I'm like, okay, she didn't put anything. Like, yeah, she he, she still had relations afterwards. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I thought it was him too. But I'm just like, oh, dang, how is she dealing with that? But she, I felt like, you know, that was, I don't know. I don't want to talk about that scene because I don't want to talk about it. Like, I don't want to talk about it. Every, oh my gosh. asking me who the baby daddy is. And I said, oh, who's the daddy? They all Look. had so much to lose. Like, yeah. I, I think about Ryan and what he could, you know, losing, you know, he's, he's the, the white couple. Like, yep. how does that look? You have a baby by a black woman. Like, yep. you, y'all this corporate couple and y'all swingers. Like, there's so much. So every relationship had something to lose. All had these something men to lose. had Except for Donald, for real, for real, because um, Miss Janice was out getting her groove on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After she, look, after Veronica got her together. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. After she got her together. Well, Crystal, I can ask you a question. I can ask you a question about who the father is. Hmm. And as they say on the movie, like, I'm the pappy. I'm the boy pappy. I'm the pappy. I'm the pappy, yes. That was hilarious. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Well, hey, hey, this has been a great evening, a great discussion yes, has. with you as an author. Thank you so much for, you know, being with us and just discussing your journey and talking about your book and answering all of the reader's questions. I mean, maybe take time out just to tell the readers that read your book and the ones who support the podcast and support Books for Soul. Thank y'all so much for yes, thank participating you. and giving us the feedback and asking the questions. So your questions have been answered tonight. And yes, I'm the pappy. So y'all can go. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all can answer that question and put it to rest and to bed. So yes. <laughs> but yes, I want to take the time out right now so you can tell everyone who has not read this book or your other book where they can find your work and how they can connect with you and if you have any events or anything that's coming up please let us know 
I have to say this. Thank you, ladies, for having me on. This has been a blast. I've been waiting for somebody to ask me the hard questions about Veronica, and you guys oh. certainly did it. So thank you. Thank ladies. you. Thank you. Oh, Hello, I'm, I'm nosy, so I got the no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I said to myself, but some, somebody better ask me about this woman. So like, I can mm-hmm. hold the stuff in. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I know I'm not the only person who feels this way. Um, that equal opportunity hoe yeah listen ah. listen she, she, when I said bad bad B yeah this mm-hmm. she, was, she, she a bad B yes um, you can get your hands on a copy of the meal um on Amazon um so the mother-in-law any other books that we reference I am currently redoing my um my page so I don't offer the um books there anymore um, but come January, they will be back on my site. Um, so you'll find it there. And that's just author Lewis, uh, author AA Lewis, um, 716.com. Um, it is also on my Instagram link tree link. And my Instagram is a underscore a underscore Lewis 716. Um, Amazon is you can pull up A.A. Lewis, author A.A. Lewis, and it'll take you through my catalog. It'll be posted all there for you. Um, And then on Facebook, it is simply just author A.A. Lewis and then um, A.A. Lewis 716 on um, the Tickety Talk. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much. Yes, man. thank Again. you. It's okay, so wait a minute, ladies. Okay. I gotta tell you something because okay. my husband okay. came up here really quick and he said about the new book because he's reading a new book that comes out. Um, the Dom? The Dom, yes. <gasps> the okay. first, it's the first book in the series, the proposal series. Yeah. He literally said to me, you are so messy. And then I was like, yes! <laughs> you are! You messy as hell! Listen, I think I think I am a sophisticated ratchet. There's a sophisticated yeah. ratchetness to my writing. It yeah. is. Because it is. I want to give you I want to give you memorable characters. I want to give you enough drama to keep you talking with a little underlined message, right? Um, right. And he said it's messy. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait. And shook his head and was like, You so nasty. You <laughs> nasty woman. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, I can't wait. I understand. Look, I, I'm a, I'm all for that. We we are classic sophisticated wretches. Um, Ryan uh, Ryan Baker has been me the right nasty alleyway. So <laughs> yeah, I can agree with that. I definitely can agree with that. So I get you. Yeah, we look, we in the same club with that one. So I, I yes. Go ahead and start your own genre. Start your own genre, please do. <laughs> The message right in Shelly Yes. Right. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. And he is still shaking his head at me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, when is this book dropping? Um, It should drop Saturday or Sunday. It should drop Sunday. Okay, oh, look, I, look, I'm okay. look, I'm taking a four hour plane ride. Let me go ahead and get it. <laughs> See, and I'm going to, I'm go, I took it. Um, I'm actually gonna run a special on the ebook in the book, so I'm in the process of marking it down. Um, okay. because I like, I want you to get into this because part two, the banker, will be out in January. 
So okay. I did I did promise to heat up, heat up the, okay. the winter for you. Heat it up just a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. hopefully it'll get it started. So yeah. Well, I think Veronica did, because I'm telling you, even though she was a messy bee, she had some hot sex. I tell you that much. I cannot. So so between us, so between us, I I love a good sex scene, right? Mm -hmm. After I write it, if I have to go get the towel and cool off, like wipe myself, my face down, and be like, Mm -hmm. you did good. You You did did a good job. So, you did a so, good job. Yeah. In the proposal, it is a dark, like BDSM kind of vibe. So it's Ooh. a lot of sex. It's a, it's a. Yeah. The, when he said I was nasty, I think he meant that in a good and a bad way. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I, I'm excited about it because I got the reaction from him that I was hoping I'd get. Before, yes. So I'm like, yes, give a little spice this winter, huh? There I we know, go. Right. Hey, it's, it's the time of the year. It's the season. It sure it's is. Right. Now, don't be out here. You got to drop a disclaimer. You are not responsible for anybody who gets pregnant while, listen, after reading your book. So, listen here. Listen here. You could try to do the helicopter if you want, and you can go get some of these uh, mechanical devices that I done put in the book if you want, but you better stretch. Uh, mm. <laughs> you, mm. you better have a massager. Uh, do not be blaming me for any broken limbs. And if you do get pregnant, do not go naming your child after me. Uh, <laughs> I don't need the pressure, nor do I want to get the backstory. Um, Pretty much. Read and, and participate at your own risk kind of event here. I know that's right. I know that's right. Will you guys make sure that you definitely be on the lookout for her book? Make sure that you read the meal and you go back and pick up the 716 series so you can get yes. a nostalgia in your 90s. And don't forget to download those playlists. And don't forget, most of all, to follow author A.A. Lewis on all of her social media platforms so that you can keep up with all of her new books as they be just dropped. And we are going to be on the lookout and definitely stay on the lookout for next year's Black Readers Appreciation Event. So do that, you guys, because I know it is going to be even bigger and better next year than it was this year. And it was phenomenal this year. It definitely was. Definitely, definitely. Well, Miss Crystal, go ahead and tell the listeners how they can connect with you. Yes, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube at Books and Soul. But on Instagram is Books and Soul One. And I'm building my YouTube page. So you definitely check me out there. I'm putting videos up there more often and about to do some more. But that's just where you find me at Books and Soul. All right. Well, I, again, am Untamed. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, Clubhouse, TikTok, YouTube under Author Untamed. I can tell you now that my Twitter is on, it ain't even on the struggle bus no more. It's on the just the sidelines, okay? But I <laughs> promise you, whenever I jump on there, once for every couple of weeks or once a month, I will follow you back. <laughs> there you I go. Jump on there. 
but you can definitely find me on Facebook or Instagram um, and on, definitely on TikTok. I am really prevalent on those platforms. But anywhere that you would like to follow me, please do so. I Like I said, again, I will follow you back. It may take me a little bit of time if you're on the, tw- if you're on the Twitter. Okay? But, uh, <laughs> you're on the Twitter. So it may take me a little time. But I'll jump out. I, I promise you. I promise you I'm going to get there. So, I, again, um, I want to tell you guys if you love movies, uh, please make sure that you support the movie No Better Love and the movie Trap Soldiers. Uh, I had the privilege and the honor to be introduced to those movies on Tubi. Both of them are on Tubi, so please support. And we are also gearing up for our next movie production. So we are now accepting casting calls. Um, for the movie Dishonorable. It is an urban thriller. And so you may go to casting. The information is on any of my social media pages. You can find it all there. But it's filming in Dallas, Texas. We are looking for actors and actresses who are years 18 plus. Um, I will be honest, this is a younger cast. So unfortunately, um, we don't have too many older people in this one. But Hey, this ain't the last rodeo either. So, right. <laughs> please make sure that you, if you're interested, go on and um, check it on out on catstesting.com. So, we are there. But um, also, this is the end of the year, you guys. So, we are taking submissions for commercials. If you have a commercial, you can go to untamedpublishing.net. We have different commercial packages to gear for the 2023 year. Again, February 1st, we'll be reopening our author um, interview submission for our April through June. And we'll also be gearing up again for our books of the month. We have a few that's already lined up. So authors, be on the lookout. Check your check your DM because we're coming for y'all for these book of the month series uh, that we got going on. But before we do get out of here for the end of 2022, we do have our last book of the month discussion coming up with author Alexandra Warren. We will be discussing her holiday collection novella, A Tale of Two Cities, that is going to be on IG Live for the Get Caught Up podcast at 7 p.m. Eastern on November the 30th. So join us for IG Live with Alexander Warren as we go through her holiday collection. I cannot wait for that. Um, these are a collection of short stories that you did, and they're all based on the holidays. So we'll be covering Thanksgiving and Christmas, of course, because this is <laughs> um, to be discussing that with her. This, this, this bucket of spice that we have with her. Um, and like I said again, Miss A.A. Lewis is our official last author interview of the year 2023. So again, thank you. But her interview, along with all of the other authors, is going to be available for you to consume. It is not going anywhere. So please make sure that you tune in. Other than that, guys, I wanted to tell you to have a happy Thanksgiving. Yes, happy Be Thanksgiving. Good. Yes, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your family. We will be back in December for our top 20. Hear me clearly. Our top 20 books of the year. Not just collectively, 
because we did top 10. So normally it's Crystal has a 10, I have my 10. Crystal and I have read so much this year that we expanded it to top 20. So she got a top 20 list and I got a top 20 list and we gonna post it up on our uh-huh. IG. And you, so y'all tune in. Your books might be on the list. Office, your books might be on the list. We're going to have fun discussing this. That drops the end of December. Um, so we will be sending out advertisements for that um, to keep up with it. Make sure that you're following the Get Caught Up podcast on Instagram at Get Caught Up Podcast. Also, the Facebook group, Get Caught Up Podcast. It is a group. Join the group and we have fun there. I show I share so much about the office interviews and book reviews and things that we're doing there. So make sure that you join a Facebook group over there uh, for the Get Caught Up podcast. So I cannot wait. And again, as well as the actual top twenty, I'll be releasing the top three author interviews. The top three writer Wednesdays and the top three book of the month discussions that we had of the year. So, if y'all want to see y'all's favorite author win, get in that top three category, go back and listen to it, get them streams out there. <laughs> and uh, we're yep. doing a final count again, but in December, we'll be releasing that as well. So, enjoy yourself. I have enjoyed you, Crystal. This year, you have been. Such a blessing to me and thank such a you. To the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Look, thank you for the invite. I just co-hosted one time and look, y'all, she done snagged me up and she stuck with me. Yes, all right. <laughs> look, look, we, we go together real bad now. Real bad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we go together real, real bad. So I appreciate you, listeners. We definitely appreciate you for tuning yes, we in do. week after week and just partaking into these authors and learning more about those who you love and those who are new to you because that's what it's all about. It's definitely what it's all about. So again, ladies, thank you so much for tonight. It has been a wonderful evening. It's a wonderful way to close out our final interview of the season of the year. And again, you listeners, thank you for a wonderful year. We'll see y'all again one more again. One more again. For the, uh, for the book of the month discussion and then the last thing will be our top 20 books of the year but until next time remain untamed good night good night